What's up, y'all? Welcome to Visionary Unleashed. This is your host, Vuja Deus. In this space, we interview impact-led entrepreneurs, visionaries, creatives, artists, people that are here to truly make a tangible impact on this planet and leave this world better than the way we found it. It's time to get to business, y'all. Let's get it. Aho. Oh, yes, we are live. We are live. We are live. And I'm here with a very, very, very special friend of mine. I was going to say significant friend of mine, which also feels really valid too. Um, but excited to be here, guys, for this session. This one is very, very special and close to my heart. It really speaks to a, a big section of my journey that was really massive. Before I get into that, I wanted to just quickly share a couple of updates. First of all, I want to just encourage you guys to do your best to make as many of these live as you can. Um, there is something about you really moving as an organism that can really support us energetically to move and advance really, really beautifully. I want to acknowledge the session this morning we had with Mana May that was incredible. I was there, I received, it was uh, <laughs> absolutely magnificent. And it's interesting, I was saying to Osier before this call, the name Vision Unleash can seem very much like marching forward in a lot of ways or unleashing in some ways. And what I loved about what we experienced with Mana session today was it really allowed us to be deeply in our bodies and regulated and grounded into our true nature. And that feels like a really beautiful place for us to create from, from a really sustainable place that's coherent with the natural law and coherent with our nervous system and body, you know? So I just want to really encourage anyone that hasn't seen that one just yet, definitely dive into that was next level. The other thing as well I want to remind you of in the topic of artistry as entrepreneurship, what's fascinating is what I'm about to share with you guys is Ayla and Sierra are two of the people that sat in my corner as I, as I awakened my artistic gifts. And what I want to provide in this space, in this space for the people that are in this Vision Unleashed community is the opportunity to have that same space to work actually one-on-one -on -one with Ayla to produce a track called Visionary Unleashed or whatever else it may be. I may create one as well, but this is a piece for you. And you may shift the title of the poetry piece, the meditation, the uh, the rap song, the, the song you create, the mantra, whatever it is, you may change the title to fit what feels true for you, but it's really around you claiming and owning your vision, how it feels natural to unleash your vision on the planet. So I'd love to see you guys share your art pieces into the actual group, share with us so we can see it, so we can experience it. You can do it as many times as you like. You could do seven variations. Mm -hmm. I know well how many times it takes to get an art piece that you're totally satisfied with and that your soul just absolutely sings. Um, so definitely dive into that one as it will help you land even more spirit into matter and make your vision real. I was just listening just then to my, one of my tracks called The Freedom Activation. And I was listening to it in preparation kind of randomly before this session and uh basically i started crying i just I burst into tears and i was sitting here preparing for this session and i was crying and that's what the music that i've created does for me even beyond the community it does that for me it reminds me of the freedom that i deserved i was listening to we are free and i am worthy and i was activating and feeling the, the shivers up my spine of the feeling and the frequency of I am worthy as a transmission that I embodied when I was creating that art piece. And then how that translates is then the community can receive that, they can receive the transmission of that, plus I can listen to it and remember who I am in any given moment. You know, So having a kinesthetic anchor for your path, for your dark path, for your purpose is such an important thing to have because it'll really clarify the path and pull you out of situations when you feel you need some extra support. Sometimes you're your best, your own best friend and it can really work. So full shout out to myself, 
or Sierra for being my absolute weapon <laughs> mentor back in the day. And um, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. So uh, this is a very special episode, um, as will most of these episodes be. But one of the things that I love about this, I remember the first time I saw or Sierra and uh, what happened is a good friend of mine, Adam Rubin, suggested that I do a session. He was unlocking his voice. He was playing the guitar and he was in a very beautiful inner phase but I was inspired by his effort and how much he was putting into it and he connected me with Orsiera and I remember sitting in front of her and I was just like who is this person who is this like galactic priestess that has this incredible hair this like perfect complexion these teeth and can sing like an angel and I'm sitting there going wow and me and Abby sat in her um, it was like a loft you guys lived in back in Bali and we sat in your loft and uh, we did a, a voice session. And right there and then you opened my channel like I'd never experienced before. Then fast, fast forward another two years later, I had this moment cooking uh, bacon and, and, and sausages for breakfast. And I'm literally uh, feeling all kinds of emotions around the George Floyd thing happening uh, in America and that, that death that was quite brutal. And, you know, most of us actually felt that. And it's part of my lineage, my African lineage. And I felt it really deeply. And for whatever reason, in that emotional state, what started to unfold is I'm making my breakfast. I started to get kind of a little bit angry. And then a little bit of my, like a little bit of grief came out and something just said, I, I say it's the voice of God. It's like, now is the time to activate your voice. You're here to unify humanity message or Sierra. And I did that. And then five months later, I had music on Spotify. She supported me on my voice, my channel, and really, really bring forward, not just my singing voice, my rapping voice, and more timbre and the different ways that I speak and my artistry as a speaker and as a facilitator. So since that journey back in 2020 to now, I look at the way that I facilitate and it feels like a blend between art and facilitation. And I think that really spins some of the everything that, that I do these days, you know, so or Sierra is one of my closest friends. She's been a massive support during the birth portal with my son. Um, her and her beloved Ayla have the most amazing music, like literally the most captivating music that you have to check out. Um, we'll make sure we put some, some links in the show notes and also in the actual group itself. But um, yeah, I feel like this has been a massive intro, but it feels like Orsiera is worth this plus 10x more because she's so special and she's been a dear sister in my life. And I call her my real life guardian angel. So yeah, Orsiera, how are you today? Oh, wow. You got me all mushy and gushy and you're taking me back. What a powerful activation portal that was together. And like what you produced in that time was immaculate. So today I'm feeling inspired to be here with you all to share this message of the artistry of entrepreneurship. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a musician or a painter. Like we got to take artistry out of that box and make us realize that artistry goes so much farther beyond that. But if you are a painter or a singer or a musician, that's great too. And you can weave that into your business. But if you're choosing in this lifetime to be an entrepreneur, there's such a massive element of artistry that is there. So I'm really excited to just see what comes through in this space when uh, you and I are feeding off each other and just rapid fire feeling what wants to come through for this community today. So I'm really happy to be here. Thanks so much for being here. One of the things that I really love about your um, who you are and how I experience you is how your precision when you speak. You know, uh, I have a mantra that I've been playing with the last couple of years, and it is. 
I say only what needs to be said and nothing more. And I feel like you actually demonstrated that to me four years ago, you know, was such like a clarity in that. And I also also want to acknowledge you as an entrepreneur and the the powerful women's groups that you create. Now you travel around the world and you do all kinds of gigs and, you know, you facilitate women, you teach women how to basically build their businesses online and infuse their artistry with their entrepreneurship. Um, And what I love about this, the thing that, uh, I'm not sure if this is an Australian quote saying, but it's like the thing that tickles my pickle about that is that what that does <laughs> is when you blend artistry with entrepreneurship, it's almost as if we're honoring the natural law, L-O-R-E, of life itself. Because our artistry is our expression that the way that I experience artistry is it comes from divine, it comes from the earth. That's how I experience it. And that then brings me into this falling into sync with the rhythms of the universe and the earth. So what I love about this, and I'd love to just hear us like riff on this for a moment here, is like the blend of seeing ourselves as an artist and an entrepreneur. Like, what does it give us access to? Like, what, what's, what's, what does that feel like? And like, what do we get access to from that being embodied or even, even contemplating that? That's an amazing question because Artistry goes so much further beyond, can I paint this picture? Can I do this dance? Can I sing this song, right? Artistry is in everything that we do, right? And so it starts from there. When you see yourself actually as an artist of life, and I've crossed over, I went to the other side, I saw what the purpose of this whole earth walk is, right? And when I came back to earth, it was create a masterpiece out of your life, right? And it was oozing with just, you have this opportunity to be in this form world where you can mold and you can mend and you can create and you can turn something out of nothing, right? And so then your relationships become a masterpiece. Your house, right? My room here, this is like my masterpiece. It is a reflection of me. My my relationship is a reflection of me. My business is a reflection of me. How I carry myself, what I wear, like everything becomes an opportunity to take nothing and turn it into something with your perspective, with your point of view. And that's what an artist is. It goes, I have a vision. I have an idea. I have a creative style. And how can I infuse this into this interaction, onto this piece of paper, into this project, into this um, online course, into this community, whatever it is, if I'm holding a retreat, how can it be that style, that artistic flair that is a representation of me? And to me, that's what I really see the purpose of life is outside of the business, right? And an artist, it's like one of two things. There's two parts to artistry. It's one, the artist will not feel fulfilled unless they output and they create what they know inside of their heart, their belly, their soul, their vision that they are here to produce in this life, plain and simple. So there's a part of it that is totally for them and their own self-actualization, their own fulfillment. Like when an artist is in their zone and they're in that creation, that's their happy place, right? When they're channeling, they're connected to God, creator, source, and they're becoming the vessel and the channel. There's nothing that is more holier than that moment, right? And then the other part of it is, I also need to share this gift 
this masterpiece, this whatever it is that they are creating for the evolution of humanity. And artists are at the front lines of every revolution that has ever occurred on planet Earth, right? They are, in, they are a source of inspiration for growth on our planet. And so there's two parts to it. There's like, I'm doing this for me because if I don't, I can't live in my own skin. And I'm doing this for others and the community and the world so that we can all collectively grow towards something that we know in our heart and our vision that's better, right? And so there's one last piece I want to share with your question there. An artist, in order to create true art, they have to go under the influence, they have to go into another state of consciousness to produce, to bring forth something from that otherworldly, magical dimension, grasp it, grab it, bring it down, and then bring form to it somehow, some shape or form. Now, that could look like a business. That could look like a project. That could look like a book. That could look like whatever they want to create. It's limitless, right? they have to be able to go under like Cassie's sitting here with us right now she she creates and articulates the most potent poetry and you know that when she was writing that she was in an alternate state of consciousness she's yeah. beyond this third dimension that's just like well I gotta drink this water and I gotta clean the house and I gotta change the baby's diapers. And I got, you know, it's like, there's that very third dimensional practical world that we all live in. But an artist goes, plugs out of that and goes into that mystical, magical realm, pulls down that transmission and brings some kind of form to it. And that's what gives us chills, right? That's what makes us go, oh, oh shit. There's yeah. something more. This is something that is, there are a hundred threads I can pull up over that. And I feel <laughs> emotions. I feel a rocket under my own ass. Uh, I can feel when not creating more art blocks my channel, which I will unpack later. I want to acknowledge Cassie McMillan and the art that she creates. And literally when I ask her what her process is, and she's like, I don't even know what to tell you because it's, it's like, I just decide and then it starts happening and then I come out of it and then I'm myself again. It's like this, it's like, kind of, as you said, like you've been consumed by you're underneath like the influence of this yes. entity, this art piece that you become the muse or you merge with the muse is the way that yes. I, perhaps Cassie might even say in the way that language that she uses. Um, shout out to you, Cassie McMillan. Shout out to you. <laughs> your badass ability to be so structured and clear and get shit done and also turn that on whenever you want. It's it's absolutely remarkable. Um, but there's something there's something here in this and I'm having these memories of the first moment I remember when we sat in our first session back in 2020, it was, the, it was late June and it was a session that me, you, Abby and Ayla did together, the four of us. And the intention of that session was to receive music and receive a song. And we, we were thinking all of us, because of my instruction, that it was going to be a song that I sing. And very much <laughs> the next morning, because you, you opened me up to the quantum field of potentiality. I remember you guided us all through a meditation to receive this transmission, uh, which was very potent and very, very, I felt it. I'm feeling it, feeling it very viscerally. It wasn't, um, 
uh, it wasn't a light or a mediocre meditation by any means or stretch of the imagination. Um, and I woke up the next morning and I was hearing bam, 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 bam. I am worthy. Like I just kept hearing that in my head and I had no idea. I'm like, what is that? And I forgot <laughs> that we had done that the day before until like an hour later. And I'm like, oh shit, we opened up. And I'm thinking it's supposed to be a song that I'm going to sing, but I'm rapping this song, you know? So it's like when you let go of control, the truth comes through and that's what the art wants to be, you know? So I'd love to hear more about your relationship with that because you've produced and created a lot of music alongside your beloved Ayla and also by yourself. And you, uh, like myself, can create meditations like, like hotcakes, you know. So I'd love to hear a bit more of your process or what, what feels like it's alive within that. Because the, when, I, when I witness, when I see some of your, your branding, your marketing for your, like your, your programs that you create for like entrepreneurs and visionary women, what I love is I can feel your version of that process that you guided me through for the creation of that. Am I, am I right in saying that? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I, I don't thrive in the realm of the mind. I thrive in the realm of the soul. That's where I function. That's where my brilliance comes through. And so anytime I'm actually in the mind, my mind is best used when it's a servant to my soul. And if I, if my mind is first trying to like figure out what should I do, try and plan, try and strategize, like it's not going to be as potent. It's not going to be as powerful. Right. And so anytime I take someone into that alternate state, what I'm actually guiding them to do is to connect with their soul so that their soul is instructing the process. Your soul has the full original blueprint of your mission, your vision, your contract, your divine assignments, she and he has it all. And so the more that we can make this practice of plugging in to those soul level frequencies and become the vessel, become the body that just brings that through, that's when that element of mystical divinity, magic, like otherworldly that snaps people out of just the repeated thing that's happening in the mundane third dimensional world. Right. And so when there is soul somewhere, feel people feel it, it's got a vibration, it's got a frequency and it goes like this to the system, right. Where it's like, Oh, that's something different. Like there's a resonance there that I can't maybe find the words to articulate it, but I feel it in my heart, in my body. Right. And so I love that you use that example of like, we started like receiving this song, right? And it like, I got the rhythm first and then it developed into this. And this is how artistry works, right? So for in, for example, um, I'm learning the art of percussion this year. I have like rhythm and percussion in me, but I'm like taking it to a new level of mastery this year. It's like one of my personal goals. So if I sit down at the drum kit and I learn this certain rhythm, it sticks in my body, right? There's that body memory, but there's also like when we sleep on it, it's marinating, it's Mm -hmm. developing. And so the next day I take that rhythm that I've developed and I get this much better at it and this much better at it. And so an artist knows that it's a process. It's not like I'm going to sit at the drum kit and just shred, right? Like I'm not, (laughs) it takes the skill set to develop and 
like when you felt the songwriting process, we took, we found one little thread and then we sat with it for a bit. And then the next thread came through and it refined and it crystallized until it was the masterpiece that it was at the end. A lot of times we get so impatient with our art or our creations, we have to realize like, develop those skill sets, practice with it, play with it, take that time to receive it. And each little step is a part of that journey until it becomes the masterpiece over time. But it takes that process of like a diamond with the heat and the pressure, you know, the coal just like completely shape-shifting into a new form. So the more that we can allow that transformational process to occur and ourself to be worked through that process, like it's really uncomfortable for me to sit down and be a beginner at something. But that's the only time that we get old is when we stop being a beginner at something, right? And so when I sit down at that drum kit and I get uncomfortable and I'm like, shit, I suck at this. <laughs> I got to learn over and over and over again. Whatever you want to learn, guitar, poetry, marketing, sales, right? It's a process of taking whatever that goal is getting in the mode of it and letting it develop over time until it's like this crystallized form and letting the soul be the instructor of that whole journey versus the mind trying to sort it out. When I sit at that drum kit and I try and figure out how I'm going to do it and be like, dun, 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 dun. it's not fun. When I let my soul come in and she's just like, and she does these wild, crazy rhythms. Like, I'm like, fuck yeah, I love this. You know, and I could, I play the drums for like two hours instead of just a 10 minute chunk of time. So when the soul is involved, there's this radiance, there's this chi, there's this wildness, liberation and freedom that gets to come through in the expression. Mm. So I took that question in a lot of different areas, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh i um there's something i could say but it's it's probably not really appropriate um <laughs> I'll, I'll say you made that question your beep <laughs> so what's really uh extraordinary about that is there's a lot of threads that i connect to what you said and as you actually just did in that explanation that that um that channeling you did just then of what you how you experienced drums it reminded me of my process of becoming good at sales i would say i'm probably i would give myself probably an eight out of ten out of sales i would say i'm the best salesperson, but i know that i'm really great and i love it but i used to hate it and when I tried to be so strategic and structured and scripted and all of those things, it got harder and heavier and more challenging and more incongruent. And I started to feel, am I, is this even an, int-? I'm sitting there in a sales call going, this doesn't even feel like it's an integrity. I'm like, I'm having this conversation with myself while I'm talking to somebody about an experience that I've created. And I'm like, I don't even feel an integrity. This is not me. You know what I mean? So I just want to acknowledge like that that process and the innocence of those moments that we have behind the scenes when we're picking up something new, a skill we, you know, in some ways get to master or, you know, because like the way that I see business is it's probably near impossible to be able to master every skill set within a business. Some entrepreneurs do that. Some, and you know, some musicians like Ayla picks up an instrument and two weeks later, he's like, yeah, but like, he's just like fully in and he's like next level. Right. Some people are like that, but not everyone does that. But what I will say is that 
when you are building, say, a business and, you know, you are an entrepreneur or a visionary, there's this aspect of understanding sales, understanding marketing, understanding what the admin looks like, your accounts and all the different pieces that go with that. Because uh, what's interesting is that it's not about you quote unquote mastering everything but it's about you finding how does your soul's essence express marketing how does your soul's essence express sales so then when you're then enrolling your team into that next phase and you're teaching it or you're teaching it to your clients they're receiving a transmission that is unique in your essence you know so anyway there's um there's something i want to play into here and when i was thinking about tonight's session and contemplating um you know, our conversation, I was thinking about visionary and Mana asked us a question earlier. She was like, what does it mean to be a visionary to you? Not, not, not what does somebody out there call a visionary because that's their definition. And I think what happens to a lot of us is when we hear the word visionary, we instantly think some sort of big philanthropist or someone with a lot of money or a big social media following perhaps, or uh, Elon Musk or someone that, like Tim Ballard that does something really massive, right? And I feel like that's one kind of pathway of the visionary. The other part of the visionary that I really want to acknowledge is the artistry. You can't tell me that Michael Jackson is not a visionary. He changed equally to the greatest mentors I've had in the spiritual space and the coaching space. Michael Jackson shaped who I am as a person and helped me to heal my body. Equal yeah. vision changed the world, as you said, at the front edge of the revolution. And then simultaneously as well, if you look at the third kind of pillar in that triangle, and I'm, I'm sharing this because this is what you, this is when I think about you, this is what I see. I see this triangle. I see the entrepreneur, the visionary, the philanthropist, the person that is a humanitarian, goes out there and does the thing and actually serves humanity. I see the artist that creates worlds and realities with her music and her art. And then I also see the spiritual teacher, the channel of divine and the teacher that can literally bring through transmission straight from source. And I'd love to hear a bit more of like your journey of that because I know it's obviously phases, but um, that's when I, when I, when I, when that hit me today, when that hit me, when I really thought about that, I'm like, does she even realize how much of a badass she actually is? Like, does she, does she actually know? And I was like sitting there going, you're a Jedi at all three of those things. <laughs> so I'd love to just hear what comes up when I share that. Cause it, it's, it's big. That's a, that's a lot to accomplish at the age you are, you know? So. Mm, wow. Thank you for that. <sighs> yeah. What a journey it's been. I don't even know where to start with that journey because you know, that's, my life story <laughs> you know <laughs> like every little bit that I've been through in order to become um so before I became an entrepreneur I was a high school science teacher and I loved it it was what I went to university to study and I knew that I wanted to Here's what I'll say to that answer to try and like really crystallize a message here. I went to university and I studied earth environmental science. I was in love with the earth. I'm still in love with the earth. It is the core of my teaching. So I, I taught high school kids how to fall in love with the earth, how to understand the earth, how to understand what's happening on an environmental level. And that is why I do everything that I do, because I have an environmental background. I know what's happening on planet Earth. I know how humanity is disconnected from the Earth and how that is creating a sickness and a distortion on our planet. 
when I got the call, it was a wild call. And this call said, it's time to leave this career. I could have done that for my whole life. I was making a really big impact in these students' life. It was amazing, but it wasn't fully it. I wasn't fully expressed. So I got this call to go into the jungles and learn from indigenous tribes and go and live with them, eat with them, learn their ways. I went to the roots of humanity to understand the distortion that the modern world is in. And I went there and I went through my rites of passage into womanhood. I, they transformed me and healed me. It wasn't like a plant medicine journey. It was just learning. It was more of like a anthropology study, like learning the roots of humanity. When I came out of those jungles, I had my vision. I had transform from maiden into mother. And when I came out of those jungles, it was, here's how I'm going to transform the planet. And that's when I started um, transitioning out of like the healing or the teaching world and started going into the ceremonial and healing arts. And I went deep into that. And my vision at that time was, I want to go back into the modern world because there was a part of me that wanted to stay in those jungles and dissolve and live with them forevermore. And I was like, I belong here. I love you people. (laughs) (laughs) But like my soul was like, oh no, you cannot go disappear into the jungles. Like you need to go and be a part of this transformation on planet earth. So that's when I started opening my voice using music as a tool, using ceremony as a tool, um, absorbing a lot of different healing arts for energy healing. And, you know, over a process, I have kind of transformed them into my business now. So I've been an entrepreneur for over a decade since 2012 is when I transitioned from teaching into this whole journey, you know, but like part of my becoming was going into those jungles to receive my vision. How did I need to like embody my skill sets, my mission? And then as I've gone through the process of each stage, it's integrated. It's been like different phases, right? There was the whole me and Ayla doing cacao ceremony every single week, building a community and creating that movement. Now it's like, I just want to create courses. Like every time I create a course, it's like writing a book. Every time I release a song, it's like releasing a book. It has that level of like, here's the seat of consciousness and let it have its life of its own, you know? So it's been a decade, even longer than a decade, you know, but a huge process of me finding what's important to me. What's my mission? How do I want to help and support the area of the world that I'm passionate about? Mm. And so when I see people reclaim their voice, reclaim their creativity, reclaim their power, and essentially like go and create their impact in the world, that's what I feel like my personal vision is at this point in my life, you know? So it's a process of the soul going through its own initiation through those stages of becoming, you know? Some of that is fascinating for, for me. Um, 
something that I've, I've, I've said to Abby um, many times is I, I, I really admire how integrated in your masculine and feminine you are. You know, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's quite remarkable, actually. I, I don't know um, your path to that, but what's, what's interesting about what I, what I feel about it, where I want to take this next is what I feel is required to receive the full depth of that transmission, you know, because a lot of people go to Peru, a lot of people do all these things, but then they still go through levels of spiral and confusion and they get resistance and fear and they don't take the next action steps. And uh, what I what I know about your process is that you follow through. You, uh, you, you generally, you actually more than follow through. You go to the next level, actually. And once I've done one of or Sierra's courses, you'll see the level of detail uh, she goes into. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about like what what's what's the kind of the behind the scenes of that for you what's the not necessarily the masculine and feminine piece but if you look at some of those traits because what, what i experience as and you may not call it discipline you may call it devotion instead perhaps uh but there is a curiosity this is like this is almost in, a, in some ways a personal question for me as well because I, I watch you do things and move through life and complete things and there's so there's such a, a depth of integrity and in the way that you create yes in an energetic space in terms of like you're the embodiment of your message but i also mean in terms of the way you create something it's so whole uh i'd love to just hear any of the inner workings of that because that that that's really fascinating for me i really love that 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 to me is artistry but it's also mastery almost like the same word kind of reverse almost in some ways artistry mastery 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 anyway uh <laughs> I mean, I think that that is what artistry is, right? It's like, are you being a serious artist or is it just a hobby, you know? And um, me dedicating, if, if you're choosing to be an entrepreneur, I can't just be this kind of side gig hobby thing that you put a little bit of energy into. It's like, if you're choosing it, both feet in all the way and like, yes, you need breaks and you need to like balance work and life and like do all of that. But I've chosen to put both feet into my vision and into my creation and to my business. And it keeps growing and like having these arms and like, it goes, you know, just keeps getting bigger and better. And it's like, has this profound foundation through the years of devotion, you know, but like artistry requires both that feminine energetic, which it, here, I'll, I'll give an actual tangible tool for this question, yeah, actually, because yeah. I know you love tangible tools. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be an artist means that you have to have your inner masculine and your inner feminine working together as a team. Neither is better than the other, right? Both need to be a part of the equation. So the masculine says it's time to show up right? When I sat down in this seat, it was, it's time to show face. It's time to be extra extroverted with the world and all the stuff that I have brewing inside here. It's time to give it. Masculine is like that giving energy. And so the masculine in terms of your, your business or your project or whatever it is that you're creating, he sets the appointment and he goes, show up and be here on time right now in the creative process once he gets your body into that door 
then it's time for the feminine to take over because she is the one who knows how to dissolve and go in between the other worlds right she is the one who listens to her intuition and goes you need to move your body like this and just surrender to it and go until it opens to receive that divine transmission she's kind of like the magic worker and if those two can work in tandem hand to hand right she brings the magic through and this is for man or woman mm -hmm. if you are an artist this is the process masculine goes sit your ass down where does your heart want to be, right? I just raised up this book before we hopped on. Put your ass where your heart wants to be. <laughs> like, that's the masculine. Stephen Pressfield, he's like the overarching masculine thing that's like, what are you doing? Go create, you know? The feminine goes and creates. She creates the magic. And then the masculine is like on the other side. He's the sandwich. Now, what do we do with it? Yeah. How does it get shared? How does it find its publisher? How do we go through the loopholes of putting your stuff up on Spotify, of creating that library, of building that website? And so it's like, if they can work together as that team, then you can really move forward. But if you're only in your feminine and you're just like, oh, the painting and it's everywhere, and but it's not doing anything. It might feel good for you in that moment as a creative outlet, but it's just a hobby. It's not a career. It's not a business. It's not a job. It's not an impact on the world. And the masculine goes, look at this masterpiece. No, spread it. Let it have a ripple effect. How can it impact the world? How can it reach far and wide? This is reminding me of something that I heard recently from Richard Rudd. And um, by the way, that was really, really potent. I feel like I received that transmission for myself as well. Mm. He spoke about masculine and feminine in some, some realms, and he spoke about how taking the action is what regulates the nervous system. And I never heard it phrased that way before. But upon me contemplating, as he beautifully has taught many of us to do, contemplate and sink deep in and feel and be with what he's actually saying and actually harvest the gold out of what he's saying. Because you'll say a, a sentence, much like you. And then in that sentence, there's like 10 layers to that of lessons and wisdom. And what I witness in communities, not the spiritual community or this community, I'm, I'm talking about communities and people and humanity, is we receive the thing sometimes sometimes we are open and it comes to us in random ways even unintentionally and uh, this may be in the form of music or leaving our job or leaving a relationship or whatever it may be or taking extra action and then what happens is because we then don't take action we get stuck in the emotion and then we spiral and in that spiraling what unfolds is we keep perpetuating and having to heal the same emotion over and over and over again, then it turns into procrastination or the habits that we create, which procrastination comes from fear. But what's the fear of? The fear is the fear of feeling, as Oren Harris would say. So the fear of feeling. And when I when I extrapolate that, that quote and I think about the moments I've had in the last two and a half years where I've done a little bit less, which for a period of time actually was really nourishing for my soul and actually gave me the space to create music and all that kind of stuff. And I took my action in a different direction to, to, to quote unquote business for a while. 
But when I went through those periods where I did sustained periods of time of nothing, of having ideas and not actioning them, not bringing them through, them landing and me just letting them land and stay in my body, what happens is then you spiral. You then disconnect. You start listening to everything else because you're not following the flow and the channel. And what's interesting, one of the first things you shared, you know, something I've been feeling and that's actually been releasing recently for me is this congestion in my, uh, kind of when my crown meets my third eye, where I've had this like congestion and it's this on and off feeling that I've had here and there. And uh, I've done all kinds of healing things around it and all of that kind of stuff and worked on it deeply, worked with a psychotherapist, all that kind of stuff. And then I'm like, hang on a second. Hang on a second. My channel was wide open. And I stopped listening. I stopped taking the action and letting it keep flowing. I started blocking the flow. And that then created the congestion. And I have this sneaking suspicion that's becoming a reality for myself of realizing, this is why I said you put a rocket under my ass earlier in this conversation, was that creating music has been coming through a lot, probably on average in a big way once a month. Yet I haven't yet created. I've created other things, but what 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 spirit really wants me to fucking do? <laughs> I've been blocking. Same with this podcast. Took me a year to launch it. Now I I believe in the divine timing of things and all of these beautiful things are all according to our life's path, etc. All of those things and threads. However, what I'm really curious about is what happens when we meet that moment. And we know what's happening. Because for me, with this experience in my head, I had no idea what was happening for 12 months. It felt like my my channel was blocked. It felt like when my channel was first opening back in 2017, 2018. That's what it felt like. And perhaps I could have told myself the narrative of the story that, oh, it's just opening to a great degree, which could also be true. It's not false. However, it's coming through. And my nervous system is so used to me receiving, doing, receiving, doing, receiving, doing. And my natural state, uh, notice if I'm going to tangent myself right now, but my natural state is to be very much like that. I'm, I'm very, uh, I spend a lot of time in my, my feminine, actually, quite a lot of time. Uh, so when people see me in my masculine, it's like, you know that I've been recharging. But what happens when I don't activate that masculine, all of a sudden I'm sitting there going, when it gets heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. And it's interesting because I don't, it doesn't affect my health in terms of my energy. Not that I've noticed. It does affect the way that I communicate. And I don't feel like the penetration of my voice is at its full capacity. So I'm dissecting myself in this moment because, because perhaps this may relate to somebody else in their own way. Um, but this has just been, this is literally the last few days. And then literally what we spoke about just before this session. And then obviously right now, it's like it's awakening and it's like the bridge for my healing. Or Sierra still mentoring me, even though we're not in agreement. How good is that? How? <laughs> um, there's something that fascinates me that I want to share. And I, 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 I want to pass it back to you before I, I take it in this other direction. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll pass it back to you because I feel you may have some threads around that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass it back to you. <laughs> I love that you use the word um, congestion because 
Ayla and I, my husband and I, we call it creative constipation, which is essentially the same thing, right? Congestion, constipation, it's a buildup of creative energy that hasn't been released or unleashed. And that can cause an artist a lot of inner turmoil. So there has to be a process of where is the outlet for this magic, this masterpiece, this whatever I know that I'm here to, I can't hold it all inside of me. And if I do, I'm actually going to get sick. Like that's the reality on the physical level. If I hold in all this wisdom in my belly, all this poetry, all these songs, all this, whatever it is, and just keep it captive to myself, one, I'm going to get sick. And two, that's a disservice to the world. And so it is an crucial to keep that energy flowing right and so that is why the relationship between the inner feminine and masculine are so important right it's like the feminine she can like be in that beauty and she can be creating but the masculine goes and now streamline it onto this social media account or into this spotify account or into this online community or into this product right he goes Here's the outlets for that energy to productively transition into so it's not all built up inside. Mm -hmm. And so to be an artist and to hold that is one of the most heart aching experiences an artist can feel. And, you know, it's just like this feeling of dissatisfaction that we can't even comprehend or understand, but we know it deep inside. It's like, oh, it's so all held up in here. And so it's like getting in the process of sharing things when they're not exactly perfectly perfect, right? And I know that that can be difficult for some people, but like, for example, when I started my first online course ever, it was not like looking back at the level of courses I hold now, nowhere compared, right? But I got the ball rolling and I outlet it. I had an outlet and I like started it. And as I've gone through the course creating process, they keep getting better and better and better. But it had to start somewhere, right? And so where are those outlets for that creative energy to flow into? And that's what your inner masculine's there to figure out, right? He's the strategist. He's like, well, if it goes through this outlet, then it can ripple far and wide. He thinks vastly. It's like the, the masculine is that vast universal vision. The feminine is like, well, what's good for my body in this moment right now? How can I, you know, it's like it's more microcosm vision of like, well, how's my home and how's this here? But it's like finding that balance between the two so that we can create from that passion and deep self-love and care, but that it takes on a life of its own if it's meant to, you know? And then that flow clears the constipation. And when the constipation has cleared, new, fresh creations, visions, artistry can come through. If you're If you're blocked up, new stuff can't come in. So it's like the same thoughts will be on repeat. You'll tr try and keep doing the same thing over and over again. And that's what creates the mundane reality out of artistry. When the vessel is clear because it's releasing, it's giving, it's offering, 
the new transmissions, the new soul level upgraded versions can also come through. And that's what keeps an artist alive. Mm. Not just doing the stuff that's like built up from three, four, five years ago. That's necessary because you got to get it out if it's backed up. Mm. But the freshness is what keeps an artist alive and their community alive. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, there's something really here. I want to capture for everybody that's really, really apparent in this moment. So, something, a, a, a quote that actually isn't my quote. I, the first time I ever heard it was Jan, uh, Janine Marais said it. And she said something along the lines is that humanity often walks around their day-to-day -day life looking for evidence that love doesn't exist, right? And we all do this in different ways. And um, if you take and extrapolate that question for a second or that statement and you attach it to anything else, we walk around our, most of humanity walks around everyday look, life looking for evidence that we're not successful, that we're not good enough, that we're not a good enough artist. We look for the evidence. What's interesting about that, that, that moment where you take go from the feminine to the masculine or the man, masculine to feminine and then back to the masculine again, and you're, the masculine's creating the evidence. It's getting the thing complete. It's putting something, skin in the game, spirit into matter, something from 5D to 3D so people can experience it. And what I find really fascinating about that is that as I pull apart what we're really trying to express here, it's there's the, the basic things that many of us heal times like showing up. You know, you kind of in some way said that before. It's like the masculine is a part of us. It shows that even if we don't feel like it, even if we're afraid, even if we're tired, even if we don't want to do something. Like obviously there's those moments, you know, which we all have where it's like, actually, it's, it's actually unloving for me to show up in the state that I'm in right now. But there are those times where it's like, I could actually shake myself off, do a bit of singing, breathe, have a shake, and then I'm actually good to go. Um, and it, it is it is the masculine that activates that piece. So it's like, okay, we've got to go. This is bigger than me. It's almost like the divine father comes in and goes, all right, kids, you've had a great time. You've had fun. Now we got to do our homework. The great right. thing about for a lot of us and for a lot of our community is that homework, what that homework leads to is not only does it lead to fulfillment for ourselves, but it leads to impact. It leads to us feeling like we've done something significant on the planet. And what's interesting is that there is within, and I will say the spiritual community in this moment, I don't like to like generalize or, or put too many people into boxes or categories. Um, there is this disassociation or disconnection from the, from the reality of the completion of a cycle or the completion of creation in itself. And very much like the cycle of death and rebirth, we have the masculine and feminine. So it's creating the ability to be a momentum. Mm -hmm. Really interesting frequency, momentum, especially when we think about like unleashed. What does it look like to be in momentum? How do we create momentum? How do we create a perpetual cycle where all of a sudden we're not having to get ourselves out of bed? Our divine father doesn't have to activate and go, kids, it's time to do the thing or time to do dishes or time to do whatever. You're so in that energy where it's just happening through you and you're being moved by life, right? So what I'm finding, uh, what I'm extrapolating and, and almost pulling apart within myself as my own little experiment is seeing what are the things that I block? What are the things that I know I get to do yet my 
we'll call it my unhealthy feminine perhaps wants to do it later and it's like oh, i'll do that and it's all these different energetics that we hold and the challenge we have is that there's so much language that validates the limitation mm. what we do as humans is we go through an experience let's just say you know you had your past life then you had perhaps your spiritual awakening i don't know when it was for you perhaps 2012 or before that and then this part of us then makes whatever we were in the past wrong we make who we are now right and it's this way we kind of gaslight who we used to be what i find fascinating about that is that if we were a bit more masculine in our past life i know that i definitely was i was <laughs> i did a test when i was when i was 24 i did a test and i was literally 98 masculine i was like shit, i don't have a any part of my nature that's in any way feminine in the way that i can't live my life but i noticed myself at 26 when i started to really wake up judging that part of myself and pushing that side of myself away and then making it wrong and getting so stuck in this path and i will never forget this moment i had where i was sitting with my new spiritual friends back in 2016 and we were so spiritual i was on the way to becoming vegan and doing lots of yoga and meditating all things that are amazing by the way yet i had convinced myself that this is my reality now that wasn't me that was wrong. I don't, that was, that was me when I was in my shadows, when I was not enlightened, etc. And then mm -hmm. I'm now, now I'm here and I'm a better person. I care about the planet more, which is a good thing, but there's this framing sometimes that we have to really pull apart and stand back. So what I realized in that moment is I was sitting there with this group of friends and I was looking at photos of my friends from the past that all had successful businesses. And yes, they were perhaps part of the system, a bit more mainstream. They all drive out Audis and um, Ferraris and all the things. And they were very much in that kind of lifestyle, but they were also good parents. They were really close with their families. They did do things to give back. And they were actually doing the things that a lot of us wish we could do over here, only making $30,000, $40,000 a year, but we seem to not have the ability to do the full expression because we're limiting ourselves by wronging or villainizing something. So I find this, this topic really fascinating, you know, because I, I feel like it, it's, this is enmeshed in the conversation around masculine and feminine. It's interesting because I push the conversation away around masculine and feminine for quite a while because uh, in some ways I felt it was spoken about so much, I almost got over it. I was like, yeah, okay, I feel like I get it. We get it, guys. Yeah, it's done. Now let's do the thing. But actually, there's another 20 to 25% of humanity that's woken up in this last period of time. There is a large number of people that need this message. And also what is spoken about is concepts. What is very rarely demonstrated is the embodiment of the concept. Mm -hmm. So on that note, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot to say. I love this conversation to be completely honest. Like, I think it's a very illuminating thing. I also think that we're at a turning point in humanity uh, of what was happening on our planet before because either masculine or feminine can fall out of balance, right? Masculine out of balance is overdrive and driving over everything without any heart or soul or care, right? Feminine out of balance is inertia 
like not moving, not getting anything done, complete dissolution, just dissolving, right? (laughs) What was happening on our planet pre-COVID and everything that was happening was out of balance, masculine overdrive on the collective whole. And so there was this pullback, especially in the spiritual community of, ooh, masculine energy is really bad. We need to, we need to stop. We need to halt because there's so much forward moving energy that we're driving ourselves off the cliff and we're all about to fall off the cliff, right? The forests are getting depleted. All these animals are going extinct. The water is contaminated that, you know, like all the things to showing like humanity is going too fast, too soon. So like there's this pullback of the masculine energy. But what I see that happened in that was a purification of masculine energy and a lot of men sacrificing their masculine energy in order to purify and cleanse the distorted or toxic or whatever kind of masculine energy that was running in the system that was not healthy or benevolent or good for self or others, right? And now what I see happening is all those men who kind of pulled themselves back for that purification process coming back with their masculine energy, but from a new place. Because benevolent, masculine, healthy masculine energy is fucking incredible. It is a force. It is sexy. It turns the world on. It is like the, the energy that is going to build the new paradigm. It needs like that power, right? And so we need that masculine energy, but it needed to pull back, refine. And this is kind of like a a bigger vision, but that's what I saw the purpose of COVID on a planetary scale doing. Yeah. I know it's said many times that it feels like the masculine went into the chrysalis. And uh, I don't know if astrologically it's been predicted there's going to be the rise of the masculine, but it's interesting just hearing that conversation emerging in different spaces and starting to feel it. And I can even feel within myself, if I, if I observe and I go backwards in my own path, and if I rewatch my own content, uh, one thing that I will say, share gratitude for is uh, having, I will say, being willing to meet more of the unintegrated masculine parts of myself or dark masculine parts of myself. You have access to more sensitivity, which is interesting. And then in that sensitivity, I'm watching myself back and seeing my own shadows as I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. So it's just really interesting to, to, to track that because what you, I'm an example of what you're sharing. It's like we, we had to almost learn how to heal to soften some of the edges. Yeah, exactly. Because the penetration, although it's necessary, doesn't need to create devastation or tear holes in the earth. Exactly. So <laughs> all we need, if they're working in tandem, masculine energy is moving forward, but now with heart and soul. Mm. And that's the feminine energy. She brings the heart, the care, and the soul. Yeah. And if those two are working together as a team, which is what I see is starting to happen now, within men, within women, like I feel like I embody both equally. And women who like to work with me, they like to work with me because my masculine is online. Mm. 
I know how to get shit done. I know how to move forward. I know to have how to have that bigger vision, but to do it in a healthy, holistic, soulful, loving, caring way. And that's, I think, what we're all yearning for in this planet. Imagine if the systems of the world, the government, the school systems, the hospitals, you know, that's all very masculine. And we needed that in history past. We needed the roads to be paved. We needed like the airplanes and the all the things that make society function. That's all like a masculine, you know, industrial revolution, create, go, but it had no heart. And so it would destroy a whole rainforest to put a shopping mall. And doing that at a rapid rate, there's no care, there's no love, there's no compassion. We're We're gonna go extinct from our own overdrive. So if we now have that masculine forward momentum and movement, but with that mindfulness, that love, that care, and that soul, then we're going to have a holistic planet. And so that's what's happening all over the world is like this divine union energy within our entrepreneurial businesses, our art, everything that we create, does it have both? Yes, make a ripple effect, but how is it how is it affecting humanity? How is it affecting your own body to work like that? That's the whole story. And that's why you see this huge surge of the feminine rising, right? Cuz we need the heart and the soul to match that momentum and that drive of the masculine. So now we just need to fuse it and work together as a team. Hashtag together with your eyes. <laughs> so this is this is epic, you know. And I'm glad, I'm grateful I've landed back here. I I love the what I what I find fascinating is that, like I said before, I had a rejection to the conversation around masculine, feminine polarities because I spent so much time in it. And uh, what I find fascinating and what I know about our psyche and how we experience life is that we will. Um, not like something or stop liking something and then we will heal something or overcome something and all of a sudden it comes back in at the right timing and it's exactly the same as the part of us i'll say us inclusive myself that rejected masculine energy and then we've done more healing and now like actually well sorry we actually we actually need you sorry apologies um but something that i said i was 25 years old i was singing at, at, at grill which is a burger place a healthy burger place in australia and uh i don't know where it came from but i was sitting with an, old, an older friend who had just gotten divorced and um, he was talking about how he wasted so much of his life he did all the things he was supposed to do he was about 41 at the time and uh i just looked at him and he was talking about all of his regrets and then i could see what he was starting to do. He was starting to, you know, we were working together. I was training him and getting him into shape and helping him to eat healthy and, you know, helping him turn his life around in some ways. And what I said to him in that moment, I said, you know, after him telling me these big stories was sometimes we need to realize who we're not to realize who we are. And I think on a grand scale for humanity, what we're experiencing is that it had to get so intense to the point where there was this experience called coronavirus, which, you know, is like any other virus, yet it took the whole world and put it in lockdown. It took us to get to that point. <laughs> Humanity needed the Max truck, not, not the, 
the individual having a midlife crisis or, or a dark night of the soul in their, in their bathroom crying to God, humanity <laughs> are going, what the fuck is happening? Like we, we, something needs to shift. There's a part of me that really finds that fascinating. I'd love to say that we don't need to go through that to heal and transform. And I think that's true. Mm. However, what I also find really, I mean, I'm really curious about is the taste it leaves in your mouth when you've done something for so long and then you realize how much it's not who you are. And the bigger the Mack truck, the bigger the part of you becomes that I will never <laughs> go back to that ever again. I will never create from that place. I will never X, Y, Z. If that is a pertaining obviously to if you completely, you know, surrender and meet the experience and transform and transmute the shadows of it. Um, but I find it so fascinating about our experience, you know, so um, feeling, feeling to, to start to bring this into a space where, I want to round it into a couple of really key threads. I feel like this conversation has been so super tangible in light of this beautiful conversation that we've had. Um, I'm really curious if there, if there was one thing that you could say to people that was, that would move them right now. You know, when I think about it, I think about perhaps someone that sees myself or you and they're aspiring to create music uh their business perhaps we'll say the word scale their business to six figures or beyond that make more impact like if there was something you could say to that person that almost could be like a mantra or something in the realms that could give them access to a thread of of that spark that momentum like what would you say to that person Hmm. i think it's going to go back to the original piece that I said around artistry, around artistry comes in two parts. One, your own inner self-fulfillment. If you are not in the creative action of the creative process, you are going to feel this level of dissatisfaction with life, with self, like it is a part of what you are here to do in this incarnation is to create whatever life experience you've gathered, wisdom, perspective, point of view, and turn it into some kind of form for your own self-actualization. And when you do that, you will start to feel more contentment, more synchronicities, more love for life, more zest, more just creative flow and relationship with creator, God, source, through that process. So part of it is for you. And everyone knows deep down inside that gift that they have to give to this planet. And you will never feel satisfied until you pull it out and give it. And the other part of that is when you give it, you will be a part of the collective awakening. And to withhold that from humanity is to starve humanity from the evolution of aiming in a benevolent direction. You are a part of the team of awakening. So you sharing that art or that gift or that business or that product or whatever it is that you were born to do not only affects your own well-being, but the planet as a whole. And I feel that viscerally in my body. 
So when we withhold or when we're stagnant or we're choosing not to, or we're letting our inner critic win, or we're staying in freeze or whatever it is in our nervous system and not choosing that, that is the cycle of the pain body that is going to continue. And so your art and your creations will not only heal your own life, it will heal this planet. And that is a very powerful seed to plant and to water and to be a part of and surround yourself with people who are in that creative process and the tenderness, the vulnerability, the power, the strength, the full spectrum. That's what it is to be alive. So thank you for all the ways that you have already created and been transformed through the fire of transformation of it, your resilience to keep going, and your, your willingness to keep pushing your creative edges, clear the creative constipation, bring the new soul level frequencies through for your own satisfaction and for the growth of humanity. That deserves a bit of a moment of silence. Mm. Mama Orsi, always dropping it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. I, uh, the level of satisfaction that I'm feeling from this conversation uh, is remarkable. And, uh, you know, when I first wanted to do a podcast, uh, the, in, the original intention kept shifting um, and not, not quickly, but like from when I originally said it two years ago and then a year ago, when I started to plan it, and then obviously now, and um, we can never predict what we create and what it's going to do. If I look at Visionary Unleashed as an example of what you're speaking about, like if I don't bring this forward for some of the people listening at home, whether it's in this group or on, on Spotify, wherever else it may be, that didn't hear parts of this conversation or this conversation just in general. And if it's if I'm someone that's already created a massive business, a lot of music and all the things and it's putting a rocket my, under my ass, then if we don't do this, As simple as that. It's almost as if to say, like, if we don't do this. Right. Fill well, in the what, blank. what motivates you more? If we don't do this, then hell on earth occurs. If we do this, we co-create the Garden of Eden on earth. So what motivates you more? Because either is the reality. Yeah. Some people are driven by if we don't. And some people are driven by, if we do, look mm -hmm. at what's going to happen. And we need more benevolent creators in action on this earth because there's a lot of malevolent creators mm -hmm. just seeking profit, just seeking fame, glory. And we see what that's doing, right? Mm -hmm. And so we need the empaths. We need the people who care in action. Mm -hmm. 
so here for the rise of the sensitive being that's leading the organization like that that to me is whew. yeah shout out to all the sensitive empaths out there that are doing their thing doing their best learning how to regulate their nervous system and to be in community i know what that feels like and so does all sierra hundred percent amazing so that that's yeah i mean if it, it's penetrated me deeply this conversation so thank you so much for for everything you've shared um i, I have one um ask actually before we i ask you the last question if that's okay and this is impromptu so i'm totally putting you on the spot and you can say no um uh, the ask i have is do you have a meditation or a resource that this community can listen to mm. that- to this group for this community specifically yeah absolutely um i mean we have our spotify and there is a guided meditation on there that is opening your wild and holy vessel which Mm -hmm. is great for just opening your channel that one's on our spotify um is there another one on there but i do have i do have some other free resources so i can um yeah, put these into the group. I'll I'll send you some links to amazing. Give, it gives people some integration after this. Yeah, that would be absolutely epic. Now, the reason why I asked Orsiera to do that is, given that I understand the shamanic field very very well, I'm not the full expression of a shaman, but I have a, a depth of understanding of when someone else is facilitating. I understand most of the layers and the dimensions that the person is holding and how almost open and clear their channel is when they're delivering something. And my experience of Orsiera, there's only probably seven people that I've met that are in the kind of shamanic space in this context that allow me to go into a whole new dimension. Like I'm talking about into a whole new reality. Like they create even more space than I already have within my consciousness. So this is the reason why I wanted her to, I was asking this question because I know what it's going to gift everyone in the space. It's not just another meditation. It's not just, you know, something to just do once. This is the kind of thing that I feel could really support people to continue to go deeper. Um, my last question is, what does Visionary Unleashed mean for you? To me, being a visionary means to be connected to our higher mind and our higher consciousness, our soul self, that it goes outside of the mundane third dimensional reality. It pops out of that and it can see the truth of existence and it can grasp things that this earth or humanity needs. So to be a visionary is to have that wider perception beyond the struggle, beyond the pain body, beyond the the suffering and pop out of that to see that actual vision of what could be if we actually deliver, if we actually follow through. So the word unleashed behind it to me means follow through, Mm -hmm. have the vision and follow through, have the vision and show up. Have the vision and create the reality. Unleashing something means bringing it out of your belly or out of your mind or out of your heart and into tangible form so that it can plant a seed of consciousness onto planet Earth and grow a forest. So unleashed is the action word. 
I knew you understood me well. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the way you contexted it. That was really, really powerful. And that deeply landed for me as well. It's really good to hear that kind of shared back to me. And uh, that's many parts of my intention with that. It's like the vision is great. We can all sit there forever in a day and have visions and talk about what we would like to do. But unleashing it is the bold move. That's the that's the yes. brazen part of us. That's like, that's what we actually came here for is to unleash it. Um, so thank you so much, Wasir, for a remarkable conversation. Um, what I will say, guys, if you are hearing this conversation and her message resonates with you, make sure you connect with her further. Um, I've worked with her in a one-on-one -on -one capacity and she helped me unlock my voice, but so much more than my voice, like the way that I speak and many other things on a shamanic level really awaken to a great degree work with Orsiera. Um, she works with a lot of women. She can help with many things from scaling and building a business to unlocking your voice, to leadership, to sovereignty. She dives into so many categories. And like I said, the work she does is pristine. Um, so if you're feeling that intuitive pull, trust it. One of the things that I'm so, it is so important is where we don't trust. We will have that moment, your intuition, your feminine is going to you right now. I need to reach out to that person, whether it's Lena or Mana or Sierra. They're like, I feel like I need to explore a bit more. And then we shut it down. We don't listen and we block the flow. We block the channel. We create the creative constipation. And then as a result, imagine if I didn't listen when God or whoever that voice was said, message your Sierra unlock your voice it's time to unlock your voice imagine if I didn't listen I can't even imagine my life if I didn't do that you know so I really want to encourage you guys not just for Osiris but in people in general when you get that fucking pull inside you listen listen take the action it's calling you for a reason it's because it's for you and we don't know what it's going to it's going to lead you we have no idea we have no idea also if you could please share um how people can connect with you further that would be amazing please Thank you, my bro. I so appreciate that and just all the kind words and the love that you shared with me. It's really such an honor to collaborate, to co-create, to be a part of this community. And yeah, so anyone wanting to deepen, uh, currently right now, I am available for one-on-one -on -one mentorships. My website is osierra.com. The other option is we do private retreats. So if you do hear that call to like record, you want to do it, we can do it online, which is what we did with Jared and um, Abby, uh, but you could also come and we can do it in person. So that's another option. And I always have incredible online courses running through the whole year. So I just opened up She Leads um, and some other new ones are going to be coming through soon, but also keep in touch on Instagram because I got a lot. That's my creative outlet. So she's always pouring through their keys and codes and wisdom. So on Instagram, I'm at osierra.go.forth, F-O-R-T-H. My last name is go forth. So Osierra go forth on Instagram. It's a bad Such a blessing and an <laughs> Epic, guys. We'll definitely check it out. And um, yeah, I can guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. And uh, yeah, just saying so much love to all those that listened at home. If this uh, episode was meaningful for you, please share it. Uh, please share it with a friend. 
let us know in the group as well what your experience was what some of your key takeaways were from this experience and uh, definitely if you do post it onto your stories please tag us both in it so we can love on you and reshare it and really get the message out there for this podcast obviously as you know this podcast has just begun it's just getting started so in order for us to keep bringing you guys more of this medicine this magic and these amazing guests um, a little bit of support and just sharing the medicine is, is all that we ask you know so i really appreciate you all being here thank you so much thank you all sierra and i'll see you all very soon peace out fam <laughs> bye